When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house, not a show was worth streaming except for Full House. My earbuds were stuffed in my ear holes with care while Jesse Katsopoulos fixed up his hair. The parents were snoozing to NCIS while I crash on the couch because I am a guest. When what to my wandering ears should appear but must have seen TV a pod about yesteryear. With a little gay host so lively and bright, I knew in a moment his name was Brett White. More rapid than Sonic his hot takes they came, those old sitcoms he praised and lauded by name. Now Frasier, now Seinfeld, now Roseanne and Taxi, on Rhoda, on Monsters, on Night Court and Lucy. But I heard Brent exclaim as I turned in for the night. Happy Christmas to all. Uh, here's my guest, Lizzie Bryce. And thank you so much for coming by, Lizzie. Thank you for having me, Brett. Yes, for the part four, final installment of the Holiday Gauntlet, a yes. three-month-long odyssey that I have put everyone <laughs> through. Uh, but yeah, this is our fourth Christmas episode. Oh my gosh. And I just want to say again how thrilled I am to be doing a Christmas episode specifically. So thank you for that. Yeah. I, uh, what is your history with Christmas? Oh, I'm a pro, big... Pro? I'm a real... Yeah, I'm a pro <laughs> Christmas there. I'm on the team at least. Nice. Like, no, I, I, I get really into holidays. And I also, with Christmas... Because I love it so much, I actually do like a year on, a year off, where one year I'll be like a thousand percent in, and one year I'll do it lightly so that like Uh it's always fresh. Wait, what is this year then? This year is actually a light year, but I feel good about it because last year I watched every movie, I made every like (laughs) cookies, and now I I feel ready for like an off year before a serious I like I have, I dole it out, or like I only celebrate it from Black Friday to Christmas Day. (laughs) Only, yeah. But, like, because, like, there are people that, as soon as, like, November 1st hits, they'll start tweeting, like, November 1st, Christmas music time, and I'm like, I can't, because I do need, I think you do need, like, what you were saying, you need some parameters for it to still remain special. Yeah. So, I think if you just dive into Christmas on, like, October 1st or something crazy, it's it's like, well, then it isn't special. So, it's, like, a sixth of your year, so I feel like in order for me to be, like, wow, this is, like, really special, I have to space it out for myself. Yeah. So, for me, that's, like, I need, like, I guess I get, like, almost four weeks. I get almost a month. Of it, mm-hmm. um, and we get our decorations up Saturday after. Um, by the way, like we're sitting in a gingerbread house right yeah. now. <laughs> it is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I should probably do post it on social. Yeah, my office has lights up. I got yeah. action figures having a Christmas party up on. This is like shelf. Christmas goals for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. So this week on the show, we will be traveling to December sixteenth, nineteen eighty eight. Twins ruled the box office. Look Away by <laughs> Chicago topped the charts. And ABC aired the Full House episode, our very first Christmas show. Lizzie, you must have seen our very first Christmas show before. Um, no, I haven't actually. Whoa. Wait, what? What? <laughs> but you're a Full House person. I am. Yeah, yeah. I am, yes. Um, yeah, no, it's really funny. I love Full House. And I was I was telling you earlier that I watched so many of them as a child yeah. that getting into this has really been like, oh, yeah, like when I was eight years old, this meant yeah. a lot to me. Yeah. Like, this was really important to me. Were you, were you a TGIF, like, weekly viewer? I wasn't a weekly viewer. I I think I came into it, like, a little late. So, yeah, syndication. I was watching them a lot. I was watching a lot of Nick at Night. Yeah. Um, and what's actually very insane that I, like, actually remembered on the way here was that at one point, Full House was banned from my household because <laughs> my dad decided that it was, like, too insipid for the household. And he Not was wrong, just like... 
he like, was like, we're not watching this anymore. And I was like, I dare you to stop me. Because <laughs> um, I liked it so much. And it was so bad that, like, if we played the theme song, he would, like, leave the room. That I mean, like, but... I see all of his points, to be honest. <laughs> I, yeah. God, like, I now, like, re- going back and looking at it and be like, oh, yeah, my parents sat down every Friday and watched TGIF with me. Yeah. Which, I mean, that wasn't, that was even when, like, they would sit down on Tuesday to watch Full House with me, because by that point, when I started watching it, it had already moved to Tuesday. Okay. I think it was on Tuesday for, like, the last four or five years of its run. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, so that we would do that on Tuesday, and then on Friday we would do TGIF. So they would do two nights of yeah. ABC, because Tuesday was... Uh, Full House at, I think, 7 Central, and then Home Improvement at 8 Central. Like... So, they, they would do this. That was some dedication. TV really, like, ran our, our schedules and yeah. lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I used to know, like, every night when things would come on, I had my own schedules made up. I would write it down on, like, notebook paper. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I talked about Full House with Matt Little, oh gosh, back a couple months ago, so maybe that was... Yeah. That was, like, September, so we're back to school. So and we're doing, so, like, a refresh. <laughs> yeah, so, like, this is my second time getting in, and as I said before we taped, I could probably do an entire podcast about Full House, because I find yeah. this show fascinating. Yeah. And also, <laughs> I should stress, stress the thing with my dad. I think it was, like, as a child, you don't watch an episode of Full House. No. Because they're, like, 20 minutes. You watch 70 episodes in yeah. a row. Especially if you're yeah. going in syndication, when they were, like, oh, the yeah. Elvis, like they would run things in, like, hour chunks, mm-hmm. usually. Uh, and so that's a lot of Full House. Yeah. No, it was definitely, like, a weekend day where I was like, I could spend six hours. What am I doing? God. <laughs> and and it's, it is one of the most... It is it, it holds up so much better. Because Hulu has gotten all the TJF shows. So yeah. I'm now rewatched Home Improvement, Step by Step, Hang with Mr. Cooper, Family Matters. And I honestly do think that, like, Full House and Home Improvement stand up way better they're it's the way, kids yeah they're way better they're way more um easily rewatchable than yeah. like a step-by-step or a family mat like family matters says urkel and urkel is great yeah. but the, when urkel isn't around the rest of that show is kind of like what is this show i also i genuinely think the kids on full house i thought they were my friends yeah. and also like they acted and spoke like actual kids yeah. versus like adults writing for kids and I think that like and they weren't doing they also because we also watched what's happening on the podcast which is written in the 70s it's a show starring like a black family but it was written by like 50 year old Jewish men of course so you had like D who was like <laughs> eight is just doing all these like cat skills one-liner jokes and it's like well it's great she's killing them but it's like, these are jokes that a 50-something-year-old Jewish man would tell in the 50s. Yeah, no, DJ and I were, like, friends. I was like, oh, yeah. no, that's my friend. Well, and the show that I find so fascinating is that Full House, because they give you so many of these kids' firsts, like, you go through Michelle, Stephanie, and DJ all, like, yeah. through the seven-year run of the show, you watch all three of them grow up and hit all these different milestones. You actually see, like, I think all of them go to school for a first day at some point. Yeah. Like, you really get all these interesting milestones with these characters that make you actually do feel like, yeah, I grew up with yeah. them. And I think a lot of what I thought my first blank should be came from that. Like, yeah. oh, my first kiss should be this because this was DJ's first yeah. kiss. Or like, and It's also, because I like rewatching Home Improvement, Home Improvement is, the balance on Home Improvement is a lot more towards Tim and Jill yes. and Al. And the kids are there and the kids are important, but they aren't. As essential, whereas I feel like Full House is a solid 50-50 or maybe 60-40. Yeah, 65. Yeah. 35. So, as a kid, you really do, like, latch onto this. Mm -hmm. And, oh boy, this episode. This episode. (laughs) I I can't even begin. I also, like, remembered a third of, like, after the first act, what was going to happen. Yeah. And like, then, oh my goodness. Oh boy, what does happen? As an adult, thinking about it versus as a kid. Oh, so Yeah. This week on Must Have CTV, we're going to be talking about the Full House episode, our very first Christmas show. It is the ninth episode of season two and was written by Kim Weisskopf and directed by John Boab. Here's how Hulu describes the episode. The Tanners are dreaming of a white Christmas in Colorado, but their mood turns sad when they are snowed in at an airport en route. Lizzie, how accurate is that? I guess pretty accurate, and it doesn't give away the whole plot in a way that's a nightmare. This is a nice, yeah. like, sentence succinct. Tidbit. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't get the big the big reveal of this episode, which is that yeah. the Tanner family lives in a universe where Santa Claus is a real being. So I have a lot of beefs with this because <laughs> I think it is so scandalous when shows 
either do or almost expose Santa Claus because I was for sure watching Full House as a kid who believed in Santa Claus. Oh, uh, yeah, that's, that is a thing. <laughs> I think I knew that, like, mall Santas weren't real, and so the Joey thing, I got, it feels real on the edge. And I know in the end it's like, ha, 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 he's real. Yeah. But, There's, like, does this ruin Christmas for kids? There, like, that's the thing that I wonder about, a, like, because I, for every holiday, every Christmas season, I watch hundreds, like a hundred different yeah. sitcom Christmas episodes and track them all. You were still Brett White then. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> it's a lot. Um, and so doing this and watching this, you're wondering what line do you walk? Like how yeah. aware do you have to be of your show's audience? Because yeah. there are a lot of shows where there's a kid that believes in Santa and the joke of the episode is, well, he's crazy. Yeah. And then they don't ever undercut that. Like, the thing is, is like, yeah. Santa isn't real, but we're just going to pretend for this kid. And there are other shows where the adults are like, Santa isn't real, but then like, wink, wink, Santa actually is real. Yeah. Which... Which is this the show. Yeah. This episode is interesting because it establishes that, like, DJ knows Santa is not real. Mm-hmm. Because DJ found the presents. So she, like, confides in Michelle. Yeah. She tells Michelle, basically. Yeah. I love that she, like, corners, she, like, is, yeah. I don't know, playing with Michelle in her room. She's like, can I tell you a secret? And she says, like, guess what? I'm getting my new CD player, Stephanie's getting her roller skates, and you are going to be rolling a new toys. Toy! Yeah. And it's like, hey, DJ. Don't maybe, ruin Christmas for a two-year-old. Also, like, name a specific. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, obviously, Michelle's getting toys. Like, you named, you're getting CD player, mm-hmm. Stephanie's getting roller skates. Michelle, you're getting toys yeah it's like michelle knew she was getting toys right also michelle is like two so she doesn't actually comprehend yeah anything that's happening no i do think this episode also showed that like michelle is kind of like the yoda of this world <laughs> yeah. where like she knows all and sees all and is very calm about it and every because so often just says something crazy when joey comes out at the airport um when they yes. get stranded and he's dressed as santa and Sa- stephanie's like buying it and then yeah. michelle's Stephanie, like, an eight-year-old who, like, who lives with this man with this him. weird man who lives in her basement yeah. is like oh i don't recognize you from nose to <laughs> forehead yeah. <laughs> and also that um she he's like I also know that you ate that last slice of cold pizza that Joey was saving for breakfast. You do know everything. <laughs> that doesn't clue her off either. No. Uh, so like the episode starts this is again full house humor. I think this is the same thing with the other episode we did. The cold open of a full house episode. Yeah. Joke free. They are always joke free. They Christmas full, cheese. Full house. That is the show. joke of the cold <laughs> open. Full house is a show that goes for a cute, like an appreciative nod more than a laugh. Yeah. Which, as my husband pointed out after we finished, he was like, "You guys did not yeah. laugh once." I was like, "We laughed once in the beginning." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not in the cold open. Not a, not an LOL. But you know show. what? I liked it. It was yeah. very weird. I'm used to like a cold open being like such a like set up, hit it out of the park. Yeah. Like the joke, cold joke, open is joke. they're all trying to take their Christmas photo, and then they're lined up. D- like Danny sets the timer. They get in the pose, and then the phone rings. Yeah. Right. And then they all like move to get it. And then the picture is taken. Well, with that all. also before that, when he's setting up the picture with, let me tell you, the first DSLR, maybe ever, <laughs> with an external 19- flash. It was yeah. like, wow, Danny's got money. Yeah, this is 1988. <laughs> well, like, that's the thing is, this is 1988, right? And yeah. he is the host of a local yeah. morning show. Yeah. Which I guess pays. we can get into later, but they're very interested in his like home life, which is that, odd. Yeah, because I mean that's basically the exact next yeah. thing. Actually, but I, wait, I have to mention the Christmas yes. cheese because this is driving me crazy. <laughs> oh, he right. sets up the DSLR and then he says, <laughs> "Everyone say Christmas cheese, Christmas, Christmas cheese." <laughs> and then the phone rings and you move on, but it's just like, wait, what? <laughs> is that a joke? Like. Was that a joke? Was that like a reference that I didn't understand to like something very specific? There's a lot of that in full. That's also yeah. similar to Joey and Jesse's version of Sleigh Ride. Outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you who? You who? You who? Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. And you. And you. Thank you. <laughs> I have this like weird call and response version of Sleigh Ride that I've never heard before. Yeah. I feel like they cooked it up. 
They're also two, like, Joey and Jesse. Well, they were friends, so I feel like there's a chance yeah. this happened. I, like, oh, no, you guys. I looked up some Full House facts. I'm going to pepper throughout <laughs> this so I look like an informed person. You're like, oh, wow, like, I listened to her speak for a reason. But, so, yeah, so Dave Coulier, like, lived on, like, Bob Saget's couch for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, like, before Full House ever happened, he, like, slept on his couch in L.A. when Dave Coulier was like, hey, like, I don't have a house. I'm trying oh to be a God. stand-up. So... So they're friends. So like, I feel like maybe these things they they just had a familiarity with each other. That does, I mean, like that also explains why the Full House cast is still, except for the Olsen twins, are still super close, <laughs> close enough that fucking. Wait, is we're there a moment more. for us to discuss the best moment in any Full House Always. franchise ever in Fuller House? Where they're like, and where's Michelle? And the whole cast like turns, turns and looks to the camera. In that first episode. That hasn't gotten enough cultural recognition. No. It's I, such a good moment. The rest of season three is coming out on uh, the 22nd. And can I spoil things? When is this episode going Oh up? no, don't spoil. Uh, this episode goes up on the 20th. So the embargo has lifted, so I can say I've seen the season three premiere. Whoa. And or this, this, the, the next episode back, and it is 40 minutes all set in Japan, and it is insane. I highly um, recommend everyone watch it. I'm going to share another weird fact, and I promise I want to yeah. introduce each of them. So like before Fuller House was a thing... Uh, Stamos was like, I want to make a movie in 2009. What? And, but he, he wanted a full house movie, but he did not want them to play the characters. It was to feature as, uh, Danny, it was going to be James Franco as, um, oh gosh, I'm not afraid. As, um, Joey, it was going to be Tracy Morgan and, <laughs> Who, oh gosh, it's so and crazy. John Stamos is Uncle Jesse because he's ageless. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's actually insane. I just like the idea of like James Franco being in a Full House movie. Oh, God, he would do it. He would do it. Would oh, do anything, Steve yeah. Carell. It was no Steve Carell as Danny. Okay, James that, Franco as, as Jesse. Yes, this makes all that you. makes a lot more sense. Yes. But I'll, that's I all. can't reiterate information God, clearly. That is, Wouldn't that be amazing? And I'm I'm kind of sad we didn't get that. It, it could still happen. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> set up a parallel. Yeah. Um, so this episode has the opening credits that are the extended opening credits. Yes, that I guess were regular until like it went to syndication. We're like. When you're expecting to go, everyone, he keeps singing. He keeps singing the verse. Yeah. And the they run through the entire cast and all their, like, title cards before he even gets to the part of the theme song that we know was the theme song. It's long. And it weirds me out every time. And then you see them, like, fishing at the wharf and, like, shopping for... Also, they're fishing at the wharf, and then the camera pans out to where you can see Alcatraz. Yes! <laughs> like, you can okay, see cool. clearly that they're next to Alcatraz. There's Alcatraz. There's a prison. There's also... Okay, so, like, they're walking through a park, and Jesse's wearing this hat that would be very cool in 2017. Yeah, Jesse's a... It's, like, it's such a... Plate. Yeah, it's such a, like, Beyonce would wear this hat hat that Jesse's yeah, wearing. <laughs> that Jesse is uh, adopting early. Yeah. Uh, so then, um... The episode starts, and Danny's whole plot, which I feel like they did just so he could do exposition. Yes. Is he is doing, basically, selfie with a massive VHS camcorder that is obviously hollow because he is just whipping it around. It's, it should be so heavy. Yeah, I had, like, that exact camera. <laughs> yeah. When I started making movies with my parents, like, VHS camcorder in eighth yeah. grade, that's what I would use. And that thing was heavy. Yeah. And he's just like, here's the tree, and then everyone's like, saying little stinker things to the camera, like, you're only doing this for a tax write-off, and yeah. like, Stephanie's like, just I don't want to Just a good joke. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie's like, I don't want to go to Daddy, I don't want to go on this dumb trip. Uh, Steph, the camera's running. Try to be a little bit cuter. I don't want to go on this dumb trip. And let's talk about that. Like, they're all going on a vacation for Christmas, mm -hmm. which, every time uh, this would happen... Because it's like that's a plot of Home Alone as well. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't understand that because my parents would never dream. Oh, really? Of taking a vacation on Christmas. It's and not Disney's being busiest time. Yeah, that's the thing that like people I, have time off, and so they're like, oh, yeah. we can go to the place. Oh, so Disney's like most expensive on Christmas Day. So like family met for Full House is really tapping into the the fear that children who believe in Santa feel when they're mm -hmm. like, we're going to a place that Santa might not know. Yeah. Where we are, and Stephanie is like freaking out. She's like, "I've drawn a map." Made maps. Oh man, the art department must have had a good time I making love, that map. I do. Okay, I think one of the maybe the funniest joke in the episode is when she's like, 
Here's the North Pole. Here's San Francisco. San Francisco, Stephanie was here. In Colorado, Stephanie will be here Christmas morning. And this is a bird named Tony. Like, that's funny. That's a non sequitur that I appreciate. Yeah, is that Toby from Paranormal Activity? Like, Whoa. that would be super crazy. Uh, they also, like, they set up so much stuff in the beginning. Like, here's the suitcase with all the presents. Joey, do you have your Santa suit? Jingle, jingle, jingle. Yeah. Like, they're really. I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, they're not leaving any questions. No, they're like sitting <laughs> we all. know it's going to happen. And also, like, Full House, it's like if they set something up in the first act, n- no, like, just wait. It's going to happen. There's yeah. nothing subtle about Full House. They're going to, like, set it up in big neon lights. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Like, it's very, like, structure driven. I also, like, uh, one of my old professors told me that he worked on the Spongebob staff and oh. that Spongebob is like religious about their act structure. Like every episode of Spongebob might as well be Hamlet. Oh, wow. To them, yeah, if there's like an extra line with a joke that doesn't fit, they, they cut it because it's like their structure. So I feel like Full House is similar and I can respect the... Well, also like you are making a show for, you know, for families with mm-hmm. which have children watching. So you do want to make sure the story is like very like... Here's the thing with presents, and you're like holding up the big red yeah. suitcase, and it's like this is where the presents are. If you see this again, yeah, <laughs> what does know it mean? That it means something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the this episode actually does have a three act structure because act one is all of them in the house, like mm-hmm. getting ready to go, and Stephanie's like complaining. Then act two is one of the, again one of the most unrealistic depictions Airplanes. of airplane travel. I oh my god, and an old airplane, <laughs> like seen. somehow. The airplane on Friends seemed like a current, more current day airplane, oh, yeah. but this airplane has like pink seats yeah. and like a sticky carpet and you're just like, oh wow. And they like walk on, I, the, the, the way that all the passengers on a plane treat flying with a baby yeah. just blows my mind. Michelle's also not a baby flying. Like I know people who take infants on planes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they like... They, like, walk in, and Michelle, like, says hi, and then all the other pl- the passengers, like, wave back at her and say hi. I'm like, that would never happen Yeah, they nowadays. all sing a song. Yeah. I have a lot of, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts in Act 3 about, like, the insane. I would hate this family so much. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that The idea that guy, this family's I'm like, more... we have kids, so, like, we're spe- <laughs> we we're can special. do this. Well, and they, you get, like, the privileged Tanner action when you find out that they sold C1B to, like, three different people. Yeah. Weird, though doesn't happen it is uh the the three people that own that have those tickets are uh the grumpy stranger uh-huh. like stephanie and, and danny, danny which mr meticulous danny should not he have noticed he didn't notice that his daughter was sitting <laughs> in his seat yeah, yeah that oh, we both have one b mm-hmm. nope he didn't notice no but you know what don't just don't think too much He's about too busy it. with his cardboard box that's supposed to look like a yeah. camera <laughs> just videotaping <laughs> everything uh also in like the land of like the land of coincidences like, oh yeah of um, Becky, Danny's Coast. On the, the flight. On the to flight. To make a connection in Colorado to, to Nebraska? To, to Nebraska. Is that a, a common? No. Um, I'm also like, how long is the flight from San Francisco to Colorado? Also, I'm like, did first class have hair and makeup? Because she looks banging for yeah. a flight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why is she so put together? I mean, we can just take a moment to talk about the wonder and brilliance of Lori Lachlan. She was only supposed to be on the show for six episodes. Ugh. And everyone was like, no, Becky's our favorite. Also, the only, like, adult female character. Yeah. So and, like, especially her. you have a show that is essentially Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Uh, which debuted before Three Men and the, like, the same year that Three Men and a Baby came out. Like, there was yeah. something about... Three men raising daughters. Whoa. That what do we do? <laughs> made people like, in 1987, people were just going crazy for that premise. But like, you see <laughs> Becky and you're like, yeah, she's great. She is yeah. so effortless. She command like, yeah, she commands the screen in a way that is like, she's not commanding it, but she's commanding it. Yeah. She has such a graceful, gentle presence, but is also just so watchable mm-hmm. and like plays to the camera so well. I love Becky. I think she's great. <laughs> I think what's cool about her is she's never trying. No, and yeah. I, all the boys are trying so oh hard. God. This is the show. I mean, like, the kids are... Everyone yeah. in this cast. Kimmy Gibbler, She's Steve. Trying. Kimmy, not on this episode. Why isn't yeah. she miraculously on this plane? <laughs> That'd be too much. Uh, flight attendant looked a lot like her. If yeah. you're watching this episode, I wonder if that was her cousin or something. Yeah. She got she a was job. Also, she was also doing some of the Gibbler. She, she yes. had some stupid... 
she had some like silly lines. I liked that. her. Yeah, I thought she didn't put up with it. <laughs> I like that when she got to the baggage claim area, she immediately like picked up a phone and just started like doing the exact same. Like I'm making announcements again, like over this. And then she's gone. I miss her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so like Becky's on the flight. Jesse. I don't know what their story is before this, but this is their Jesse first Jesse is dealing with his parents, who are like, when? Are you know, they're gonna be a lot of grandsons at this reunion. None of them mine. Pop, you promise you weren't going to bug me about this? Nick, the boy's right. Stop pestering him about grandsons. Yeah. Classic grandparent. We get some um, Jesse parents in this episode. Yeah. I thought they're great. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a questionable joke, but otherwise I thought they're really yeah, good. Yeah, well, that's it. We're getting to that next <laughs> um, Other things in the plane. So the, the girls, of course, get to go to first class. Because, again, yeah. this is full house, and things just... Go right for them, even when they're oh, going wrong. The girls a want to eat lobster; they're interested in it at all, and b yeah. know how to open and eat a lobster. A, they should have made that joke of like, and they also cut up. They also like crush yeah. the lobster in front of us. I think I did not start eating crab and lobster until I was in high school. No, like, for sure, there's spiders. There's yeah. spiders that live underwater. Yeah. I mean, I love it. But that's it's, all again, I want to eat. That's a thing I'm that you from like a place that's very close to Maine. So yeah. like, <laughs> I love it, but yeah, I would not know how. And we get the grumpy man. Who turns out to be Santa Claus, by the way. Whoa, <laughs> I didn't yeah. put that together. Because he is... A gr- I just watched this, I didn't put that There's together. There's a grumpy man who is wearing like a toupee yes. that Michelle keeps petting and calling That's Kitty. Santa Claus? And he has that laptop. He's working on that laptop. Oh. And so like he has this like crazy ass brick thick 1988 oh, yeah. tiny ass like as big as an iPhone screen laptop. It looks like and, an Excel document, his screen. Yeah. <laughs> And when he, um, I know he's Santa Claus, for one thing, because the message Santa leaves at the end, spoiler alert, is on that laptop that right. he's left behind. And also, while they're in the baggage claim area, and DJ is telling Stephanie, like, you know, they lost the presents, it's not gonna be good, everything. There's a shot of, like, they, like, cut to a wider shot with him uh, in the foreground, like, sneakily, like, listening to them. I and, like, pretending all of to work. This. I did not notice that. This might be the first time I've noticed that there's a shot of him sneakily listening to them. So this about. actually works on both levels because for kids it's like, oh, Santa's real, and for adults, like you can be like, oh, it was that man. Yeah, that's it. I didn't get like, that. Let's also get into this of like, why the fuck is Santa on a flight from? San I hope Francisco Santa has a business meeting, yeah. especially on Christmas Eve. <laughs> why is he messing with flights? Yeah, my weed store in Colorado needs yeah, me. Like, <laughs> Christmas. Well, he's got to go get some, like, he's got to go get his, like, refreshments for once oh, yeah. everything's over with. Or it's like, you know, the reindeers like to get a little bl- blitzing, obviously, right? <laughs> I don't want to live in a world where Santa doesn't get to sit in first class. Yeah. Like, well, that's, like, that's awful. And he's also, like, a jerk. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's pretty weird. I did not notice that, so that is blowing my mind currently. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm pretty sure it's also the same actor. <laughs> um, so then they're like, we're gonna have to make an unscheduled landing over the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. which I didn't look at the flight path to see if that makes sense, but... There are Rockies in Colorado, I thought. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. But I'm like, how close are they? I don't know, I should have looked this but up. But also, like, the fact... That there's such a big snowstorm that you have to land a plane is, like, pretty unusual. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Um, especially, and then go to a baggage claim that is empty. Like, an un- it might be a small uh, There are ten people on this flight other than this family. <laughs> there so are not get, enough extras. Oh then we get to the third act, which is all in the baggage claim. And yeah. yeah. Let's get into, like, just how much of a nightmare the Tanner family are. Um, <laughs> the thing that made me the most upset where I, like, would have started screaming was Christmas morning. Like... <laughs> They turn on all the lights and are like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. So like And it's like I if I were if it were eight AM and you woke me up on Christmas yeah. and I had to sleep in a baggage claim, like you, we'd have some words. Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing, like Jesse turns on the lights and I don't think it's light outside yet either. Like I, no. like, I don't know if they just, like, forgot to turn the lights on outside the set, but, like, he's like, wake up, it's Christmas morning. It's like, it's, like, 4 a.m., and he's yeah. like, technically it's Christmas, everyone deserves to get up right now, like, needs to get up. Yeah. And it's like, no, you. Uh, the grumpy old man points this out, because there's, like, this thing where he comes up and he's like... Excuse me, uh, is your tribe sitting here? Yeah, why? Well, then I'm sitting way over there. <laughs> I'm with that man. Yeah. Like, yeah. for sure. Especially now that I know that he's Santa Claus. Also, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just if, if a family is doing this because they are like, we have to make Christmas good for our kids, like, sure, but do, like, a toned-down version of yeah, this. Like, stay, like, just whisper. Yeah. Or just, like, be respectful. Um, because they they assume that 
Jesse, like, assumes that because they lost their presence and they're missing their reunion and, like, their kids are sad. That they have the worst case. Like, everyone else is also... I mean, like, of course, like, their flight is stranded, so I'm sure everyone's, like, inconvenience. But Jesse gives this, like, rousing speech. I was gonna say, I was actually very impressed by this speech (laughs) because the words he... The words were so corny. Oh my god. But I feel like John Samus is acting. What did like, he say? He said like, What's the matter with you people? First Christmas was in a manger. They did okay. I mean, so what if we're stuck in this crummy dump? Christmas isn't about, about presents or Santa Claus or cows. It's about a feeling. It's about, it's about people. It's about us forgetting about our problems and reaching out to help other people. Christmas doesn't have to happen in one certain place. It happens in our hearts. So if you think about it, we could have Christmas anywhere. I mean, even in a, even in a baggage claim. Also, <laughs> so many reminders of um, the fact that, like, Full House walked a really, like, thin line of, like, <laughs> progressive people watch this, conservative people watch yeah, this. Yeah. And it was like, shout out to Jesus. <laughs> we know the real <laughs> reason for the season. Yeah, yeah. The first <laughs> Christmas that like, definitely it's major, happened. It's not about presents. Yeah. It's about the people. And then he goes. It's about it's, a feeling. It's about a feeling. A feeling. And I want to talk about, while Jesse is doing this, What he, what is he wearing? He is wearing an oversized. Jesse looks hot. He's wearing like this oversized, like, beige I'm telling sweater. you, put Jesse... And <laughs> Greenpoint right now, yeah. and four people will walk up to him being like, excuse me, can I take your picture? Yeah. His <laughs> sweater, so fashionable. His sweater is like, it has these green, it has these like green diamonds on the shoulders that look like Christmas trees. They're like, yeah. they, they has like, in the center it has like this like, like burgundy and navy like diamond on it. I have like a crush that's reawakened <laughs> for Uncle Jesse. Yeah, and those slacks. Like, what business meeting are you going to yeah, at that's Christmas? Just, well, that's the other thing that, we, that <laughs> me and Matt talked about in the other Full House episode. Is like, Uncle Jesse's character is badass rock and roll dude. And yeah. he, like, just dresses so lame. He dresses... I don't know. I'm he, so into it. Or he does a girl talking on that one because like, I'm like, he yes. He doesn't dress like a rock and roll dude. Is what I guess what I'm saying. He dresses like a 19, like a hit 1950s businessman kind of. Yeah. Like those pants are very like Art Deco. Yeah. Because they're very like wide. They're, they're very really, like, jazzy. They're very Don Draper pants. Yeah. With Jesse in them. I don't that know. That sweater is also not rock and roll. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's like as soon as they cut his hair. But that's the thing. It's like the juxtaposition. It's like I kind of tried. And you're like, yeah. I guess the (laughs) fact that we don't ever actually realize that Jesse isn't dressed rock and roll speaks to how rock and roll he innately is. His hair just puts him on a level. Yeah. Yeah. He exudes rock and roll through the wool dad sweater. Yeah. And there's also like... He doesn't even really have a full-on mullet in this episode. No, this is his, like... He's, like, toned down. This is his cool, like, after... Because doesn't he, like, break his arms and get a haircut from Stephanie? Who Correct. Cut, <laughs> who cuts, like, a chunk of yes, his hair off? and it's a big deal. And he's mad. And, like, the one of the few episodes where you're like, oh, wow, Jesse's, Jesse's the bad guy. Jesse's gonna get mad and angry. Yeah. Uh, so he says, like, DJ, what do you see right there? Coat rack. No. I see a big, beautiful Christmas tree. Joseph, what do you see back there? Vending machines. No. I see a Christmas dinner with all the trimmings. Oh my, oh my gosh, Those babe. are potato chips and pretzels. Like, that sounds great to me, because, like, I'm a trash monster, but, like, <laughs> I'm like, you would have to remove the glass from the vending machine and open every bag. Yeah, otherwise everyone's going to be, like, scrounging for quarters and dollar bills trying, trying to make this feast work. Also, I'm not going to give more money to this airport that grounded me on Christmas. No. I'm taking oh, those yeah. chips. <laughs> those uts are mine. <laughs> and then, the, um, so, yeah, he gives this big speech, and they're like, it's going to be great. And so yeah. then, overnight, this is another thing I wanted to point out, it's like... Michelle is just on the loose. I have written up. <laughs> Who's watching Michelle, Michelle anytime? Because I think I think Jesse's parents were supposed to assume are like watching her. But they, they but they're not. And also, like, what do you do with like a is Michelle like three or something? Three or four? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what you do in that case when you don't have like a bedroom or like crib or whatever to put her in that she would normally sleep in. Mm-hmm. So she just like gets up and is walking around, and she 
hits the conveyor belt button and sends Danny outside. <laughs> I love it. I love it because at no point were they like, should we make this snow realistic? Or should we just say this is LA and this is the best we're going to do? And it's so crazy. Like even when like Danny comes back and he has to like pretend to be cold, the way he does that is he's like, I don't have any quarters there. Frozen. Burr. No. So Danny goes outside. So first of all, the fact that there is such an open air link to the outside. It would be so cold. Yeah. I was like, it would be free. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, Santa's not coming. You'd be like, let's keep the kids alive Yeah, tonight. this is also like no heat in that airport. No. I guess it just speaks to how cold it is. And also how, I don't know, you would wake up. I mean, I was like, Danny yeah. must be a deep ass sleeper. Um, I, yes, that was one option. I also thought maybe Danny was like pretty petty and he was like mad this happened. So he was like, I'm going to make you feel as bad yeah. as possible. I'm going to stay out when here you get until back. Yeah. finally. I'm How not going to try you? to get off the conveyor belt and walk <laughs> in the door. I'm going to let you like find me so I can be a like jerk about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this brings us to the very, the most 2017 part of this episode, I guess, is the mistletoe. <laughs> oh. Because the runner of this whole thing is Jesse's parents want him to, like, give them grandkids. Yeah. Jesse wants to obviously date Becky because she's objectively the best human in the Full House universe, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Um, and she keeps, like, respectfully... Not blowing him blowing him away or blowing, yeah. brushing him off, but... Uh, she doesn't, like, want She's being, to... like, friendly. Yeah. Yeah. She's not gonna give him grandkids <laughs> yeah. right that minute. And then Jesse's dad's like, hey... Jesse, what do you see over there? I see Becky by the coffee machine, Dad. I see a woman waiting to be kissed under the mistletoe. Pop. And so we get, so what are our thoughts on mistletoe? Fascinating. This is where we get political. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the whole this whole episode, I mean, like, the whole thing is, you know, my first kiss with your mother was under mistletoe. We were kissing till New Year's and... Yeah. And, it's like... like too what? Long. And Jesse's dad even says, like, she's a woman in need, so go, like, comfort her. Comfort. And Jesse's like, isn't that taking advantage of her? Like, they call yeah. it out pretty blatantly of, like, isn't that. Yeah. What's no. the issue of mistletoe consent here? No, for sure. I mean, like, I guess I was okay with it because, well, I see that that's, like, kind of creepy. Like, I feel like Jesse, like, kind of asked her. Mm-hmm. He didn't just go over and yes. kiss her and be like, what? Yep. What's the problem? Like the woman like, does to him afterwards, which yeah. is not cool. Which is weird. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah he, does no, he go, goes he up and he's like, you know, you have it. And, it. and it seems like an ask. And I feel like if she were not interested, then he would have actually listened. It's like, that's, this, it's, the, oh God, it's like the, it's where you start getting in like weird, tricky territory. Because like. <laughs> He uh, like vibes are a thing that exists, and yeah. as people, we body do, language exists. We do read vibes and body language, and yeah. it, it you can tell like Jesse could probably tell that Becky was just as nervous about potentially kissing him as he was, and he saw like mistletoe. She says yes, and she says because yes. He, he is asked like, to kiss. It's the law. Well, I'm it's also Christmas. happy we just so happen to be standing under the mistletoe. You know what that means, Jesse. No, I know, I know, you just want to be friends. But believe me, I hate this just as much as you do. But it is a Christmas law. Well, I am a law-abiding citizen. So, so she says yes. In any other circumstance, she might have said no then because she has been, like, nervous about it. But mm-hmm. I can see, like, getting to Becky's mind, she's like, oh, well, this is giving me the excuse to do the thing that I've been wanting to do. Yeah. Which is kiss. <laughs> because yeah. when they kiss... They kiss. Oh. And she, she she kisses him. She goes at it. Like, That's she a good kiss. Her arm around him. Like it And is... it's so long that they literally cut to Jesse's parents in yeah. and then cut back and they're still kissing, which is the weirdest cut. <laughs> and his parents are like, yes, yeah, keep going. Also creepy as it's, hell. It's weird. That's that might be creepier than mistletoe, honestly. <laughs> like your parents, I mean, like, I don't know. It's very <laughs> weird because they like wanna have a grandkid. So if they just started yeah. going at it, I feel like they'd be like, Yeah. So like this is a good thing. This is like I do so yeah, maybe this like this works consent into yeah. mistletoe. And it also has some commentary on like the weird awkward dance that we all do when we're like trying to date someone or see if someone's interested in you. Yeah. And it does, you know, I'll say this. It does say like just ask. It it does just and ask. I I read a thing just that I'm ask. sure is just circulating on Facebook and so you'll you'll all read it soon. Yeah. But about how like flirting is 
actually totally consent because it's like a little you a little me like we are figuring it out together and that harassment is all one person being like this is what i want the other person saying no yeah and so actually like when men are like oh all this stuff's happening i can't flirt anymore it's like if that's what you think flirting is then you're just bad at flirting because like flirting is actually about like someone saying like yes i want you to continue flirting with me yeah flirting is a two-way thing yeah and i think this is a good example of that like she she could just easily be like no jesse i understand what mistletoe is and like do not even try it and she doesn't she's like oh wow like oh i didn't realize yeah so that makes me think like it was i i find this a consensual moment i do think that like jesse's dad says some things that are weird yeah the the, like she's over there in need go basically like take advantage of it yeah which i do like jesse doesn't take that advice like, no. Because I think Jesse's dad wanted him to walk over there and just kiss her immediately. Yeah. I think, or just be what, like, oh, Toots, yeah. you look so sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And Jesse doesn't, that just shows how good of a dude Jesse is. He mm-hmm. walks over there and is like nice and like brings up mistletoe and is like, like he makes. Yeah. Move. Now, after the kiss, Jesse's. The best kiss ever. Be- Becky just, like says, weird good kiss. She says, I want to do that again. Oh, mercy. That was great. I can't wait till we can do that again. Next Christmas. And then just, like, barrels away. Yeah. So it's like, oh, no. But She's a femme fatale. Yeah. I like it. I'm like, yeah, she, like, is in charge. She's like, I'll kiss you when I feel I wonder, like was it. Was this her sixth episode? Like, what episode number was this of her original six, I wonder? Like, is this part of her original oh. arc? Or is this, like, this is the ninth episode of the season, I think. So is this, like... Had she already done her six, and this was like the seventh episode, and they're like, "Well, we know she's sticking around, so let's." I don't know. See this. I would have to actually look into it. Yeah, I should have done that research now, <laughs> because uh, she's only recurring in this season. I don't think she joins the regular cast until like season three or four. Yeah. Um, but like they have such good chemistry. They're great. So I'm glad we actually do get to talk about Jesse and Becky's first kiss. They're great, and also I know I have I've like ragged on Jesse's dad, but. It's very good casting. Yeah, he does. It's very good casting. Yeah. And they're they're very charming overall. Particularly his mother is very charming. Yeah. Uh, so then we get the moment when the man himself, Santa Claus. St. Nicholas. Walks in. And he like, there's, magic happens. Like he, wa- <laughs> he walks in. Brett's crying right now. It's so red. He's yeah. weeping. He, he walks in and like sits down, talks to Stephanie, and then like, Waves the presents in. Yeah. So, where do those presents go? How are they back? How did he activate the conveyor belt with a wave of his hand? Maybe Michelle is like hiding. Yeah, I, we don't know. Does anyone have eyes on Michelle? I know. It's, well, who it's knows? She's missing. A weird. God. And then, like, then he disappears in the middle of nowhere. Everyone in there sees. A man dressed as Santa with mm-hmm. a with a air quote real beard that is obviously a fake beard. But... Yeah, because you pull in a beard and it doesn't move, that means it's real. Yeah. <laughs> Not that was the fakest looking real beard ever. Um yeah. wait, who is your definitive Santa Claus portrayal? Oh no. Because I have mine, like I know. Um I think like maybe the Santa Claus, like Oh, Tim Allen yeah. as Santa Claus? <laughs> okay, okay. I think maybe. Um I'm trying to think of someone I like more. No, I think that was my, like, go-to. So you like that he's a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't murder Santa. He just, like, um, does he accidentally he, murder him? Or? Yeah, he, no, he actually does murder him. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, they don't really show it, but basically, like, Santa's on the roof and he knocks him off and yeah. he falls to his death, which we don't see. Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, mine is Richard Attenborough from Marathon 34th Street. Mm-hmm. He's my... That's a classier answer. Favorite Santa Claus. My answer's like, <laughs> I was a 90 kid, so <laughs> Well, that, my, my movie came out in 94. Um, <laughs> I, I, when I rewatched, I watched it, my... I watch it every year, and I watch it this year, and I actually said out loud, that's the kind of Santa I want to grow up to be. <laughs> you can do it. I grow do your beard it, between now it. and uh, two weeks from now. I do have it in my head of, like, I want to retire and become, like, a mall. Like, when I'm in, like, my 60s, I would like to be a mall Santa. Yeah. But I want a situation where I don't actually have to interact with children. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not good with kids. No. So, but I guess it's actually a part of the job. To be good with Yeah, kids. but I guess I could spend the next 30 years, like, maybe honing. <laughs> Start really Inch practicing. closer to a child. But, like, there's, I like, could do this. The jolliness, the acting, the improv of it, I feel like I could 
Yeah. Also, like, the yeah. look on board. Mm-hmm. And I like Richard Attenborough standing because it's, like, a trimmer beard and shorter hair. Because I don't like, like, huge beard, like, long Lancelot, Sir Lancelot yeah. hair. Hate that. Yeah, my husband's dad actually pretends to be Santa in hospitals. Oh, <laughs> that sounded like so intense. Like I good... also, I grew up on a farm and had a perfect life. No, but like he, yeah, like he just has the look. He's tall and he has a big, big beard. <sighs> and um, actually, we were walking on Black Friday. We're walking down 125th Street, and this girl was, like, giving her mom a a hard time, and her mom was like, watch out, like, you gotta be good, because Santa's watching, and my husband's dad leans over and is like, I am, and she literally, (laughs) she literally was like, Santa, okay, I'll be good, and just, like, was nice to her mom. A legit Miracle on 34th Street moment. That happens at the beginning of Miracle on 34th Street. So that happens again, 125th Street. That's insane, Miracle on 125th. On Black Friday, but... Um, yeah, no, literally, it was, like, so special, and it was like, this is a super, superpower, yeah. That's amazing. Um, so uh, that also brings up the fact that, so, they, Santa visits, a man dressed as Santa with a real, with their air court real bird, comes in, waves in presents of, from nowhere that were lost, then Which disappears. Also, Danny bought. Yeah, Danny bought. So, Santa brought no presents, just <laughs> So he just, like, took the credit. Yeah. Uh, and then disappears. And then Stephanie, like, doesn't she say, like, I saw Santa fly away? Yeah. She says she sees that. And then she goes and looks at the laptop, and it says, like, thanks for the maps, Thanks Stephanie. for the maps. Which I think is a really nice touch, and I actually was like, oh, good screenwriting, you guys. So, I want to bring up this fact, because Full House has done three, full between Full House and Fuller House, they've done three subsequent Christmas episodes. Okay. How the fuck is this not brought up? Every fucking year. Okay. How is Stephanie the next year not yes. being like, or or when Danny finally tries to tell her, you know, I'm actually Santa Claus, and she's like, "Don't oh, yeah. you guys fucking remember when we were trapped in a, <laughs> and a man dis?" And also, the older yeah. she gets, and like the more aware she as understands of like, yeah, you as an adult would even be more like, "That was insane." Yeah. So I feel like at the time she's like, "This is Christmas magic," and I think it's normal. <laughs> but then as she grows up and realizes. No, magic does not actually exist, but I experienced something truly unexplainable, and everyone else is acting like it didn't happen. I thought it would actually be traumatizing. I did have that thought, too, when, (laughs) you know how, like, Stephanie's, like, when she's older, she's like, I'm cool, and maybe I did drugs. Like, (laughs) I feel like maybe, like, she just honestly, like, had to talk to a therapist for a while, being like, this inexplicable thing happened, and no one acknowledges it. no one ever acknowledged it. Yeah. Because I feel like that, like... I don't know, the full house, the Fuller House writers, like, love their Easter eggs and callbacks. Like, yes. they do it every, every episode is just needs, an, like, anecdotes and annota- annotations or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, and I cannot believe that in the Christmas episode in season two, that they did not bring that up. Yeah. Maybe they did, and I don't remember, but they, it's, how would you not talk about this every year? No, and also as adults... Like, there should have been a, a fourth act where all the adults get in a room and say, like, like what just happened? Or even after he disappears, just everyone in the in baggage can be like, what the, what? Yeah. Where? Also, what? the ton extras who were also on the plane are, like, fine with this. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, Santa has been here. That's fine. God, I'll God. smile and nod. What in the world? I know. Uh, so we have any uh, final thoughts about our very first Christmas show before we move into trivia? Oh, my gosh. Trivia. I mean, honestly, there's just, like, so... So many things to talk about with this episode that we can probably go. I know. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything super outstanding. Um, I don't know. Just other than like because of this episode, I want to go and rewatch all of it because I genuinely feel like it's my childhood bottled. So, yeah, I was going to because there are two. I like a, I think it's like season five, four or five or six. It's like in the middle of Full House has a very Tanner Christmas, mm-hmm. which is the one I like more than this one, I think, because it has. Uh, it has both poverty tourism, where Uncle Jesse, like, drags Stephanie and Michelle to a soup kitchen on Christmas Day to, like, make them thankful. Yeah. And then it also has Jesse buying 17,000 snow cones to give uh, Becky a white Christmas. Oh, so right. Like, I love that episode. Yeah, it's insane, and I love that one. But I, I needed to talk about this one because it yeah. has the Santa Claus being real thing in it, which I was like, I got it. Like, it's you got to talk about it, because that's Also, <laughs> I think that I, I like... Becky and Jesse more before they're like for sure getting married. Yeah, there's like it's a real so cute. It's kind of like, like a classy like 1940s like will they won't they kind I know. of thing. I stand by her being like a femme fatale. Like yeah. she is just like um, I know what I care about. I care about my career. I don't care about my like co-host creepy yeah. 
like <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> also, like, like, what does Becky think about Joey? Like, oh what, yeah, he's this weird dude that lives in your alcove. I would love to have a spinoff that's about Becky and about her just like talking over brunch with her friends about like how fucked up <laughs> yeah. her co-host family so, is. Or all of her friends are like, so they're a cult. Yeah. So you, oh, you married into the cult. Okay, You cool. walk into a room, you hug. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> every three days we cry about something together. <laughs> this music is piped through the entire yeah. house. It's very sentimental. We live in on. the biggest house in San Francisco. <laughs> it defies logic. Um, actually. It's four uh, stories. So I. It has a basement and attic that are totally finished. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. And I also, so I went to see the, the Painted Ladies last year. I yeah. went to San Francisco. And it's so crazy because there's so much tourism. Like, in every window, there are signs that are like, please do not touch the houses. Please do not walk People into still the driveways. Live in them? Yes, I think they're real because all the blinds were down. One of them had a Hillary sign. <laughs> And like I was, and I was like, oh, these are rich people who know what's up. And then um, I, I because the backyard, I wanted to know if that backyard was like real. I know it's a soundstage, but I, I did like go on the street behind the painted ladies and look for that backyard, which I know. Are there houses behind them? Yes. Okay. So I was like, so Kimmy Gibbler's house does also exist. Yeah, they all exist. I mean, but the backyard sadly does not exist because it's a soundstage. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Um. Also, he bought the house. The creator Jeff Franklin bought the house. Oh, is that true? Yeah, because um, they bought he bought like it finally went for sale. So he bought the house, and in the this most the season three of four house, yeah, like the they did like this big opening credits number where they actually like took Kimmy and Stephanie and DJ the actresses and like put them on the front porch and did like a crane shot of them like that's so they did like a scene out there just because they could finally do that. I guess I also like the. The soundstage from Full House became the soundstage from Friends. So I wonder if it's just, like, lucky. Whoa, that's it's, weird. Yeah, like, they, they switched it out. So, yeah. I don't know. I want to know what's being made there now. <laughs> but hopefully <laughs> all good shows. Yeah, that's like Cheers became Frasier's set. Yeah. That's like 22 years of that magic. Mm-hmm. I got to see it. Well, I got to see the outside of it. I didn't get to go in. Uh, so, trivia! Trivia! If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the ratings, 15.3 million people watched this season on average. Okay. 15.3 is actually horrible. Yeah. That's a lot of people to us. Yeah. But back then, no. it was um, it was ranked number 32 for this season. In season this- two. Season yeah. two of Full House was 32 in the year in rankings. Oh, wow. Um, when did it peak? It started, like, it hit, like, the top 30 next year, so season okay. three, and then it just kept climbing, Crawl, and then it, like, it dropped up. a little bit, but it was, you know, it was a top 30 show for the rest of the run, but it wasn't for the first two seasons. Yeah. The top five shows of the 88-89 season were number five, 60 Minutes, four, Cheers, 
Three A Different World, two Roseanne, and one The Cosby Show. Oh, that's not surprising. Yeah, so it is, it's just so weird to think that, like, Full House existed at the same time as, like, Cheers did. Yeah. It's like, these are such different shows that are just in such different eras for my brain. Yeah. Also, like, they're just trying to do such different things. (laughs) The Cosby Show, I'd argue, is trying to do a similar thing as Full House. Yeah. Well, like, or, like, Roseanne is doing it, but in a way more realistic realistic and like, edgy way, groundbreaking way. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Full House is not trying to do... I Full love House it, is trying to just do... But it's insane. It's, they it's, were like, well, can we make a show that every single person will like? Yeah. <laughs> so it is the least... Can we the not most, offend anyone? The most lowest common denominator show that has ever existed and in some way works because of that. It's mm-hmm. fucking wild. Yeah. Um, season 2 was not in the top 30. Uh, ratings were low in season 1, but they got a boost in season 2 because it was put on after Perfect Strangers. Ooh. So Perfect Strangers gave it a ratings boost. Crazy, because now I actually know so little about Perfect Strangers. Yeah, and also, it's a Perfect Stranger to me. Yeah. Yep, that's also true to me, because it was not in reruns a lot when I was a kid. Um, on IMDb, 163 users rated this episode a 7.4 out of 10. Would you go higher, lower? Is that on the money? Uh, that's on the money for me. Yeah. I, I <laughs> not don't, a perfect 10. I don't know that it's my favorite episode ever, but it's also a very good episode. Like, I mean, it's... Good, good for the for a Full House, for an early season. Yeah, like, Full House to me... Full House is one of the rare shows that I think gets more... I mean, not better, but more fascinating the older it gets. Yeah. Like, the last season of Full House, like Full House when it's just insane. Mm-hmm. Is better to me. Like, I want a Steve season. Yes. A fucking Kimmy Gibbler's boyfriend who just says, whatever. Like, <laughs> Dwayne, I think. Yeah. Like, just, when they start getting just weird, that's what I like. These earlier seasons where you think, I think they think they're making an actually good show. Yeah. And, like, later on they realize, let's They're just... like, this is a really big paycheck. Let's literally write anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the, the, um... I do miss Steve. There's a hole in my heart. Uh, there is a, this is, um, from the original TGIF lineup. This is, uh, part of the, this, this season was the very first year that TGIF was an official branded thing. Uh-huh. So that original TGIF lineup was Perfect Strangers, Full House, and then Mr. Belvedere, Just the Ten of Us, and then 2020. Oh, wow. Which I never have watched. I've Imagine watched. watching Full House and then watching 2020. Yeah. Imagine I, mean, I used that to do that. Flash. I used to do that watching Hang On Mr. Cooper, and then, like, I loved 2020 as a kid. <laughs> Every we Friday, informed. we watched it every week. Like, I, I want to see some stock footage of people walking down the street. Yeah, ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Um, uh, but yeah, I've never really watched Mr. Belvedere or just the ten of us. Like, no. I think the year after this is when, or a couple years later is when Family Matters and Step by Step got added. And like, I can only imagine that just the ten of us is cheaper by the dozen again. Yeah, I mean that, that has to be about parents with eight kids, right? Oh, that's the uh, thing in this episode. Becky says, "Me, just in our ten siblings." Yeah. Like oh, Becky's one of nine from Nebraska with we a never cow. Meet any of them either? No. I, think. I don't think we ever meet any of. What her a relatives. good girl! Do we, we what meet? What a like? We have buttoned to meet up girl. We have to meet her parents in their wedding episode, right? I'm sure, but it's... I don't remember them. It's so insane to me that literally, like, Danny has, like, an, a brother-in-law, and he's in every episode. Yeah. <laughs> but she has nine siblings, Never and it's not that. important. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. Uh, this is Becky, Jesse and Becky's first kiss, as we noted. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Who would you say had the must-see performance... In this episode, this is the okay. thing I need to think about. Too. Oh well, so I had an answer, but I think it's changing. Oh no! My original answer was going to be Jesse's mom because I thought for someone with very little lines, she actually did a very charming like appearance. Yeah. But now that we're talking about Becky so much, it's definitely Becky for me. Yeah. Like yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, I see. I want to say. See, the thing is, like, I, I would like. Stephanie is the obvious choice. Like, you should say Stephanie because yeah. she's, like, the dry, the engine of this show. But Also, her lines don't sound like lines. She really, like, as somehow yeah. as a child is acting very well. But, you know, like, if you want to, like, see... Becky brings such a realness, naturalness, and grace. Yeah, she's not acting. She's just chilling. And she's so good in this for us. Yeah, so Becky. She also, her sweater... Really mirrors Jesse's sweater in a very like we're hinting something's gonna happen. Yeah, she's more like this purpley, lavender. It's the same cut as Jack- yeah. as Jesse's. Peas in it's a pod. Huge, yeah, and really good. Uh, must other people see this episode? Yeah, I think it's fun. 
We just spent an hour talking about it, so I'd say like you should probably see it. We don't, we didn't, <laughs> if you got this far, <laughs> this hasn't been in vain. I swear. Yeah. Yeah. This is if you're. I mean, like again, Christmas. 100%. This is... If you want to see a show that tells you Chris, the Santa Claus is real, it's this one. Uh, also, Family Matters, Have Yourself a Merry Winslow Christmas. Ooh. And also, Home Improvements, uh, You'll Better Watch Out. Mm-hmm. Those three episodes establish that Santa Claus is a real figure in the TGIF universe. Yeah. Which I'm okay with, because Santa Claus <laughs> was a real figure to me until I was, wait for it, 13 years old. Oh, whoa! Oh, yeah. Why are we getting to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who finally burst that bubble? Uh, well, my mom, we were at Kohl's, and she was like, oh, wow, that's the makeup palette I got Diane. But then, like... I didn't notice, but I guess, like, that was supposed to have come from Santa. And my mom thought it was a huge deal, but I just, like, didn't notice at all. And then my mom, like, sat me down and was like, I'm sorry, I blew it. And then I was also like, wait, I'm 13. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, wait, why didn't, like, I actually, I think I got upset about being lied to because I was beyond the age of, like, my mom did things, though. She did, she really took it to a level where, like, (laughs) Santa was in my house. He was, like, like, she saw him. They knew each other. They talked. She, she like, yeah. made an elaborate route. Like. Well, so there was this thing, because I was, maybe I was 12. I shouldn't say I was, like, a teenager, because that makes me sound like a crazy person. But yeah. <laughs> there was a thing when I was, like, eight, like 10 that really convinced me. And I was sleeping, and my mom put leans the vacuum up against the back of the door, because I kept running out trying to catch my mom lying to me. Lying yeah. to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did quotations. So, um, so, one time, I, like, I heard it happening. I was, like, I'm going to catch my mom this will be put to bed we can stop like talking about it and the vacuum like smashed and I ran out and my mom like had the gifts that I was like oh for sure I've caught her yeah and my mom just started yelling and was like you scared him away we like he was so excited he'd had to come back so many times because you kept waking up and like this is all your fault now he might not even come at all go to bed and she yelled like I, my mom never yelled at me like she was like she's like <laughs> my mom and I have a very good relationship and I I was like, oh, wow, I like I really messed up. <laughs> like, my mom's yelling, oh, I fuck. really messed up. So I believed it for a very long time. <laughs> so That's... I'm okay with I'm okay with shows doing it because I I it, it's a world I'm familiar with. <laughs> 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 when magic exists. That is fascinating. The level of like acting commitment. Yeah, no, my mom was like My mom was an opera singer, so she like okay. she brought it to a ten. It was like the worst thing I'd done all year was scare Santa away. Because my parents I never gave me any they never elaborated on the myth it was just really? santa claus is real yeah go to bed santa's coming they never <laughs> like they would eat the cookies that i would leave yeah. out and that's like as far as they went i think yeah i think like they would leave like half a cookie like bite it in half and, like leave it you know it'd be like ooh, yeah. teeth well, marks, i don't even you know? know like my mom before gluten-free was a thing my mom had celiac and so she just like couldn't eat bread but we didn't know what it was called oh. and so my mom like Somehow managed to make the cookies look eaten, even though she, like, could not eat them. <laughs> like, the extent to which she went to like, it. Yeah, like, 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 little bite marks. Like, oh, my goodness. I don't know. Maybe my dog ate the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. No, it was that. intense. It was very, like, Santa's real in this household, and this is what we do. Also, a lot of things were real in my household. Tooth Fairy, real leprechauns. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you, oh, have, wow, you got no. leprechauns. Um, there was we're no not... holiday associated with those. So they never had to tell me that. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Well, we never did anything for uh, I'm not Irish, even. <laughs> yeah, so and I... leprechauns would come and trash my house and leave um, green f- glitter and sprinkles everywhere. That's not a thing, though, right? Like, people... <laughs> See, now, Thanksgiving is an adult holiday. Well, so what happens, I think my mom was just like, so I am from New Hampshire and there's a lot of Irish people there. And so there was a year when I came home from school and I was like, leprechauns came to everyone but us. So I think my mom was like going overboard because. That's a thing that people do like, in, New in New Hampshire. Hampshire? Yeah, yeah. Leprechauns come and they, um, they, they pee in your toilet. <laughs> they, my mom used to take, um, food dye, green food dye and put a few drops in the toilet. The- Hell. Have you not? How have you not heard? Of, the, the fact well, that you no, haven't heard of that is baffling that's to insane. me. Like, it's that such never, a thing. I've never heard of this. Oh my god! This is really upsetting. I no, know. literally, it's like it's like the leprechauns come. They trash everything, like furniture upside down. They leave, um, they leave like little chocolate gold and like cookies, and they put sprinkles and glitter everywhere, and they pee in your toilet. I don't know how you haven't heard of this. I'm sorry, this isn't Christmassy. No, but like, there's no. I when people talk about all these things like. 
my husband's from St. Louis, and he talks about how on Halloween when you go, you're supposed to like, like trick or treat and then like tell a joke. No, and that's how you get your candy. You and have to be a good stand up yeah, to get your candy. He didn't find out that that I is not a thing. I would have no candy until I think we'd already been together, and he found out when we were like hanging out with friends one night, and we we're like, that's not a thing. And then he had like text his brothers and everyone be like, that's not a thing outside of St. Louis. Oh my god! And then I have other people talking about how October 30th is like Devil's Night or whatever. And that, like, or, or it's, like, all hallows Like, it has, like, a name yeah. people do things. Yeah. Tennessee has literally nothing special about it when it comes... <laughs> it is all, like... You have music. It has... No, like, in terms of holidays, it's yeah. nothing out of the ordinary. It is, like, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, Halloween's on Halloween. You just yeah. take trick-or-treat, you know? And, I like, didn't know that leprechauns were, like, specifically... I mean, I guess because it's, like, the Boston area, there's a lot of Irishness. Yeah, because I don't think, like, there's yeah. no... I don't think there's a heavy Irish... Uh, population. I'm not Irish at all, but like it was such a thing. Yeah, yeah. That's what's also weird is like they did not really do anything to try to like they were like, hey Joey, you'll wear a Santa costume and that'll like trick them or whatever. Yeah, like about it. Yeah, that's weird. That'll that'll trick. They they should have taken lessons from your mother. Gone to the extreme. Sad. Uh, so, if people want to talk to you about uh, when they found out Santa Claus wasn't real, where can they talk to you online? Ooh, fun. Check out your stuff or anything you yeah, want to plug. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a director and writer and photographer. And so, um, I have lizzybrice.com is a good place to talk to me. Um, I don't, I should have more prepared. I'm on an, <laughs> I'm in an all uh, women's improv group named The Feds. So Ooh. we do shows up and about town. We have a monthly show. So you NYC? Can talk to me there. Yes, in NYC. NYC. What's up, what's up? Um, yeah, and I, I'm a part of a production company called Carbonated Films with Matt Fisher. Um, Do I need to get on the show? Yes, please. Uh, he's a delight and we're carbonatedfilms.com. So basically a lot of dot coms. I, I bought, I bought the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm rich now. And that does it for this week's episode of Must Have Seen TV and the Holiday Goblet. Thanks again to my guest Lizzie Bryce for dropping by and talking about Full House with me this week. And thanks to all my other guests that have been on the Holiday Gauntlet, stretching all the way back to October. That's been Alejandro Arbona, Ricky Purden, Jeremy Bent, Josh Wiggler, Taylor Moore, Ashley Spurgeon, Katie Healy-Wersberg, Dan Chamberlain, Megan O'Keefe, Crystal Beth, and Lizzie Bryce. Thanks to everyone for talking about Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas with me, and thanks to everyone else for listening. Next week on the show, I am finally taking a wee bit of a break after 35 straight episodes i am going to take a week off maybe two if you want to hear drunk cheers the thing the project the insane project that i talked about in the cheers episode tweet using the hashtag hashtag drunk cheers tweet at the must have seen tv twitter account Tweet at my Twitter account. If anyone out there is actually interested in hearing it, please tweet at me. And if, I don't know, five people ask for it, I will publish one of the episodes as a New Year's treat. Until then, you can send your questions about sitcoms to musthaveseentv at gmail.com. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at at musthaveseentv. If you like what you've heard, please, please, please rate and review Must Have Seen TV and iTunes. It's super important, and I need everyone to do it ASAP. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at at Brett White. You can read the words that I write at decider.com. You can check out my sitcom t-shirts and stickers at tpublic.com slash user slash Brett White. The theme song this week is Vince Guaraldi Trio's Skating from the Charlie Brown Christmas Special. A beautiful song. And uh, pointing out again, if you want to hear Drunk Cheers, tweet at me, hashtag Drunk Cheers. Tweet it. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast. Thanks to everyone for listening. And I'll see y'all in 2018 on Must Have Seen TV. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.